Hey there, NFT Curious listeners, stay tuned for a special episode today featuring us, the co-hosts of the podcast. Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features us, your co-hosts of the Edge of NFT podcast. Jeff Kelly, Josh Krieger, and Ethan Janney were co-founders of this podcast, as well as the Edge of Company and creators, along with our partner, Zach Carr of the NFTLA event. We've realized that curiosity, connection, and co-creation are the heartbeat of everything we do. And today we want to celebrate the podcast because it is our 200th episode. And from here on out, we'll take a moment to chit chat about the path to this point with all its wonderful twists and turns and where we see things going from here. Jeff and Josh, welcome to this program with me. <laughs> you brought the champagne, right, Ethan? <laughs> I actually have some hot chocolate here. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate for celebrations, but it's just tasty. It's a bicentennial. We should release like a coin or something, right? Yeah, that's appropriate. Like that. It would be. So I love everything, you know, if you don't have a yeah. coin in your pocket, like if someone gives you a coin and they see you and you don't have it on your body, when they see you again, you owe them a drink. Uh, mm. military. So yeah. All right. yeah. So, you know, we could work something out like that. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. Or an NFT, but uh, in any case, yeah. What is an NFT? <laughs> um, <laughs> How many times do we get that one? Uh, yeah, man, no, I mean, it's been a journey, 200 episodes over the course of really, I guess it's the last 18 months or so, something like that. Now, it's a combination of what we do here on the show and then also a lot of the stuff we've done at events you know, throughout the world where bring you know the media arm of our company, which is much more than just the podcast. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but we bring that with us to try to elevate all the cool stuff happening in the space. Friends of ours, uh, people that we've just met that are doing cool things. We're just always trying to elevate people and help to co-create the web three future. You know, there's say that a lot, but that's it, man. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, it's been interesting. I think it's so helpful to actually have three of us as, as hosts, just given how much mm. is happening in this space, right? Like, I mean, there's been multiple times the last few months where we're recording a podcast and we've got a Twitter spaces and, and one of us is, is in 16 hours of time zone difference from, from the rest of us, just trying to, mm -hmm. you know, capture the pulse of what's going on in the space. And, you know, for me, it's just, it doesn't get any more exciting than the building phase that we're in. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I've, before this and 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 where I can currently, I try to give people a little bit of advisement on doing podcasting, right? And I think uh, what I think my number one piece of advice that I'll always say on starting a podcast, most people don't think of it, is have someone else in the boat with you. You know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be a co-host; it could be somebody who's really excited about editing it or whatever. They should probably want to be able to do it for free in the beginning. Like, yes, you could pay someone, but like having someone that's that passionate about it as you proves that there's at least one audience member, right? 
I'm blessed to have two of you guys. Right. And then we built a team of other people that are passionate about these things. It makes me think of, there's another podcast I've been listening to. I'll give a shout out that has three hosts and it's the, um, the broken record podcast. Uh, it's got uh, Bruce, Bruce Headlum's like a, it's, it's a music podcast. It's got Bruce Headlum. Mm. It's got, um, uh, Rick Rubin. And, uh, there's, there's one more co-host that they have on board that I haven't, but he hasn't been on episodes recently, mm. but it is really, you know, they, they trade off. You'll hear one episode where one's hosting another, where the other, maybe a couple of them coming to, Oh, Malcolm Gladwell. That's the third host. Yeah. The author. Wow. That's a really what cool a combination. Group. Yeah. It's a really cool group of guys. They did some podcast episodes with Paul Simon. Anyways, three is, three is a very fun magic number for, for podcasting. You know, we've talked about it. It occurs to me, I guess we've talked about our evolution Evolution as a podcast, just specifically the podcast, I think in a bunch of different contexts, specifically when we're not here on the show, I think, I don't know if we talked about like how we formed this thing really on this show yet. I don't know that we have. Perhaps. I mean, I mean, we have had a couple of reflective episodes, but we've seen like people, I don't know, people in our orbit too say, Hey, you guys should tell us more about what's going on. And it is like, we know we see every day. We have like a Slack channel. That's like constantly buzzing, like basically 24 hours a day, you know, yeah. and people listen to us like an hour or two a week, right. They're just not aware of that. So I think it's great to, to share that. And yeah, I think you mentioned, yeah. we mentioned the name, like the edge of company, that's the company that we formed. That's like behind this all, you know, and we've been working to kind of develop our ethos around that, develop our branding around that, make sure people are aware that that's kind of the force that's driving everything. And then it's, you know, it's a lot about web three NFTs, but it's about our desire to be on the edge of everything moving right. forward. Yeah. And yeah. I, I understand we've, we've been in and around this space. And I think even you probably, if I remember correctly, you came across the world of crypto, even before Josh and I, who have been kind of hot and heavy in this space since early 2017, but you, you had some, some initial opportunities to, to work into it. Like uh, maybe, maybe share a little bit about your first exposure. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, my memories fades a little bit as I age yeah. and I almost wish that I happen to have forgotten creating like a Bitcoin wallet or something like that. Cause I do remember like wanting to, I was tuning pianos out of college as like a job and then finding Bitcoin and that that was a thing. And that it was a way of decentralized currency. I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I'll try to accept Bitcoin for my piano tunings. Right. Like that was a thing that I was into for a minute, like way back when it started. And I wish that my memory is so bad that I forgot that I have like a hard drive somewhere with a Bitcoin wallet with like a couple of Bitcoin in it. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna come across that. But yeah, I was I was yeah. definitely paying attention very early on, but I didn't yeah. get into it as much as you guys did the past few years. Yeah. 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 Well, 2017 we did. It was I mean, we had heard about it. Um, like I had personally like you got really interested from Andreas Antonopoulos talking on Joe Rogan's podcast at the end of, in fact, it was like September, 2016. It's like, Oh man, we got to look into this. Josh and I were kind of hot and heavy as, as entrepreneurs, uh, you know, together since like 2012. And we really a little bit before then, honestly, because we collaborated on some stuff I was working on too, but I'd heard that. And we're always looking for new technologies and new interesting things that are world changing. And this was one that we'd heard about, then around that time, but then it was the Filecoin ICO that was happening in um, like mid 2017 that like really, we were like, wait a minute, there's something really cool here. It just makes a ton of sense, like decentralized storage. That's where we really started getting you know into it and bringing our 
experience as business people, as entrepreneurs, a level of sophistication, you know, to some companies who were brand spanking who never had a company before, much less a crypto company. And so we started bringing some of those core skills and helping companies think about it as consultants, just finance, marketing, accounting, operations, strategy, things that you got to do to run an organization that a lot of these folks hadn't done. So we started helping companies out, getting to know people. And man, it really expanded from there. But yeah. so we've been around a long time and had always been really impressed with NFTs and um, we're really excited when it really came about. But, but Josh, what are your reflections on those early days? Well, well, you know, it's funny. People talk about uh, web three as the wild, wild west, but they hadn't, if they had been around back then, I mean, that, that was the wild, wild west. It's probably like, even more cowboy um, hats involved. <laughs> you have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you received that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. There was definitely a lot more uh, cowboys back then that were, were just upset at what was going on on Wall Street, upset with, with uh, the political landscape upset with, with big technology. And, you know, ultimately some of that extremism is what has sort of, uh, fueled, you know, such a strong innovative drive. And, and on one hand, Jeff and I have always been fairly moderate. Like we appreciate sort of radical ideas, but we don't want to grip the wheel too tight, but it was like one of those situations where some of that you know, energy was contagious. We just wanted to see this technology be used for good. And we wanted people to have an appreciation that you can't build Rome overnight. And, and so a lot of that ambition fueled some degree of chaos and hype. And, and we've seen these cycles ebb and flow. But for us, what really excited us was this converging technology and this idea of sort of bending the matrix. Before 2017, Jeff and I had started a company with some other guys called uh, Territory Foods. And we were also co-creating in, in a sense with uh, meals that where the, the labels on the meals were celebrate the chef that made the food. And we did it in a very decentralized network with, with over 35 kitchens. And this was before Uber Eats and this whole ghost kitchen concept was even popular back in 2012. And we also worked with over 700, 800 gyms, yoga studios, where we delivered the food. And I think, you know, that gave us a real sense of communities and sub-communities. So when you think about Web3, you think about DAOs, you think about 
just changing the rules. And that's what sort of been in our DNA for the last decades, just made sense to us intuitively. And it's just been so fun to see all these ideas come out of um, a new mindset. Yeah. And what we're talking about is core values, right? Like what are the things that we believe in, right? And trying to find people who believe what you believe and work with those people. You know, we talk a lot about uh, like Animoca brands, why we like that company. And a lot of it has to do with that, right? That DNA that we uh, feel from everybody we talk to within that organization and how they kind of go about their business. And so far, every interaction we've had with them has been reflective of those core values, but if you also just kind of fast forward right through, you know, the last uh, five or so years, and then and you land at um, the end of 2020, this was an inflection point for us because we had a lot of interest in NFTs. We were, you know, trying to, to find different ways to deploy them and all this stuff. But we, we realized there wasn't a lot of awareness about them, and we weren't necessarily in a great position to be the ones to elevate awareness to the world about NFTs. But we liked what CryptoKitties was. We knew some of the folks you know, behind it and had followed what they were working on. And when we heard about NBA Top Shot, we were like, oh, that seems pretty cool. you know. And so when it launched like August, September in the very first uh, you know, version, we were like, wow, that's a really great job. They did a really, really good job with this. This is really, really neat. Then it took off like in the beginning of 2021, right? Everybody started to realize this is really special. It's easy to use. It's like awesome. And there's all this like cool future utility that's, that's forthcoming. And that was a trigger where, where we were like, man, we got to try to get involved in this somehow. And it was around then, right, Ethan, you were already in like uh, different cryptocurrency groups and you were getting interested heavily in the space at that time as well where you raised your hand, right? You and Josh uh, were, were in one of those groups and you're like- uh, I still can't believe it. it just started with an me NFT being like, podcast? it yeah. seems like it's probably a good time for an <laughs> NFT podcast. Right. Anybody right. interested? I think that it's literally like, and it was just like in a chat, in a video group, like a Zoom call and boom, yeah. you know, it exploded. So Right. Because basically I've been telling Josh, like, let's do a podcast, podcast, podcast. And he was like really re- reticent, you know, to do it. I had done one previously and I know you had- uh, for uh, an extended period of time, Ethan, um, you know, uh, run, it was a couple that you had done actually. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. A, a yeah. bunch of different types of projects using media like that, but yeah. yeah, go check out. We have, we have the, uh, run with it podcast on archive now, um, hosted nice. by uh, transistor. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, go check out the episode with, uh, Jeff and Josh <laughs> as our <Yeah>. guests <laughs> on, Basically, uh, on what to do with that. your crypto after you die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That's a good one. I, I, it was as I, quick as that though, right? Because you, yeah. you raise your hand, you said something to Josh, Josh was going away for the weekend. He was very resistant to the idea of even coming on a podcast or doing a podcast or whatever. I was pretty gung ho about it. Of course, we were all you know pretty gung ho about NFTs and we literally, we had a conversation we're like, well, what do you think? We're like, Oh, let's do it. <laughs> and I think we recorded it like almost immediately thereafter. Josh had come back from vacation. We convinced him to come on and do like a new segment or something, but it you was know, like, you know, what crazy. happened was what happened was I think, so you and I wrote up like the intro and kind of like the yeah. thesis behind the show. We had all the basics there, the different segments, you know, hot topics and uh, the quick hitters. Quick hitters was your idea. And I was like, I don't know. That's, yeah, I guess we could try it, you know, and that's been such a hit. But, um, but yeah, I believe what happened was we had said Josh, Josh kind of naturally took on this, like curating the guests and booking the guests and bringing them on the show. So our first uh, guest was Keith Montgomery. And I think what was happening was, Josh was just joining the call to like 
oh, hey, Keith, yeah, I, I told you about this. I'll be here to help facilitate. And he probably expected to turn off his camera and microphone. And, and we were like, come on, Josh, like ask a question. You, know, just, you have lots of interesting stuff to say. So he just started talking and that was it. You can't shut yeah. the guy up. And now he's on a podcast. Yeah, it was like <laughs> so cool, right? You guys smoked me out. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's been incredible. It's not something I, I ever saw myself doing in my life. But what's been really special for me and you know i'm an extroverted guy i'm an entj is just asking interesting people interesting questions that i really am curious about because at the end of the day i'm i'm really curious and this podcast has been a a major anecdote for for that sort of insatiable curiosity that i've had my entire life and you know jeff mentioned filecoin it was totally a fanboy moment for me and there's been quite a few actually on the show we should talk about but having um martha the chairman of uh filecoin on the show was like you know how we got into the space and you know when i think about the last 200 episodes i just I get really warm and touched by how many incredible people we've gotten to know from doing the show and, you know, how we've been able to bring elevated awareness to all the things they're doing in the world. It's so easy when you're an entrepreneur to be in your bubble of what you're building. And I think by having a, a, a podcast as the heartbeat of our company, it forces us outside of that bubble, looking around at what's being built around us. I was intrigued by NFTs initially, especially because of the art and creativity aspect. I was like, whoa, this is fascinating. I'm a creative person. I'm a musician. You know, I create things. I'm you know, expectantly awaiting the creator economy explosion for many years. When I signed on to start this podcast, I didn't know exactly who we'd be talking to, right? And I, I'm actually I was pleasantly surprised that we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on the podcast, right? Like it's a very entrepreneurial space, or at least our angle on it's very entrepreneurial, you know, but it's different than, you know, I've got a friend who's got the How of Business podcast. You know, it's really just about how business works. This is really like the intersection of business and like creativity. And just like, you've got so many interesting, passionate characters that are really trying to create the future. And I think that's what I didn't necessarily expect that we'd see over and over again on our shows. But that idea of creating the future has been so exciting for me. And it's different than like, okay, how do you start your local lawn care business or something, right? Like yeah. nothing against that. You know, like we, we all actually have our like local business type projects that we may participate in, but but yeah, it's just like creating the future, right? It's so exciting. And it really yeah. is. I think that's probably when you were, I think we've probably all always believed in what NFTs are and can mean, you know, for the future. But if you reflect on like, what's our full understanding of the, the, the breadth of possibility for the future within Web3 is NFTs as the foundation, right? Having the capability of, of deploying digital assets the way that NFTs enables if you compare where it was at episode one to where we are now, it feels like, man, we've been on quite a journey. And I think our our beliefs uh, probably you know shifted a bit you know during that time about what that potential truly is and our understanding of that and our ability to articulate that to someone when they ask us, "What is this? Why is it? Why does it even matter? Isn't it just a bunch of you know JPEGs?" Right? Yeah, totally. I mean, even since episode one hundred and having sort of 
launched the first NFTLA, I think our perspective has shifted. That event was marking sort of the end of a, a very interesting year of experimentation in the beginning of utility. And that's been the topic of the day for the last few months. Is we know this technology has a lot of use cases. Um, we've explored a lot of them, and now we're sort of evolving that to the next level of what's going to create greater connection between fans and the IP that they love most, whether it's new IP or existing IP that has a, has a real heritage. And it's just been exciting to, to sort of learn from our guests where they're taking this next. And it's it's been incredible to, to have the fortune of getting all these pitches in our inbox every single week. And it's, I feel like a kid in the candy store sometimes just like, how many different things we could cover. Guys, we could have like two shows a day if, if we had the stamina for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The themes emerge over the, over these episodes. Like, I think that's the, one of the benefits that we saw ourselves quickly, like being able to recognize patterns, right. That maybe nobody else had access to except other people in like a media position where you could talk to so many, a lot of folks are siloed creating their own business, right. They're just mm -hmm. trying to make it work. Right. And we really had this, awesome advantage of having like a gestalt perspective on everything that goes on. You know, who would have thought that we would have been to, to Davos and back by now. Right. I mean, uh, not me <laughs> and, and yeah. to me, how it's integrated with the world economy, how there's different angles in which people are trying to solve many problems through web three, uh, blockchain NFTs, you know, decentralization, security, identity, privacy issues. It's been really fascinating to me on how, how all these things are actually coming together. And I think that's why there's so much momentum. People see multi-layered solutions within uh, Web3 and NFT for a lot of things that have been bothering people for quite a while. Yeah. And that's where also, I think, just the evolution, right, from the podcast to the event space for this makes a lot of made a lot of sense for us right to be able to tap into that that momentum not just in IRL as we do or sorry URL as we do here virtually but but also IRL and you know covid uh, played a, a role in that and our ability to to actually do that uh, but it just made sense as a natural extension and and all three of us have had experience in events in, in several different formats over the years but i think something and we have like collectively, you know, literally hundreds of events under our belt, but it's really events that are built around building relationships, inspiring people, educating, entertaining, like leaving people with good feelings and lasting memories, as opposed to like trade shows. There's plenty of people who throw a trade show. That is not what we're doing. That is not, we're, we're literally trying to co-create the web three future through what we do on the podcast, what we do at our events. And that's just a different perspective. And it really sets the stage for how you direct your time uh, in planning something that you hope is going to have a, a meaningful impact on people for their lives. Like not just for that moment, but literally try to inspire relationships and ideas and business partnerships and, you know, all these awesome things that grow out of our events, what grew out of NFTLA that we know for certain for so many people. And like, that's super inspiring. That's the next step to what you're just talking about, and, Ethan, right? The next and, layer. And to that point, having just got back from our, our first global adventure to Singapore and uh, Seoul, Korea, and, and having spoke to folks at so many different events and conferences during that time, it was so exciting to learn that NFTLA and Edge have a global brand and 
that we have an opportunity, guys, to really expose both the West to what's going on in the East and the East, what's going on in the West with NFTLA. So I think that's one thing that everyone gets to look forward to is, is more of that cross-pollination globally. COVID's kind of calmed down now. You can only glean so much information from Twitter and from the communities that you're part of. There's nothing that beats having a global Diver- globally diverse audience in one place talking and learning what each other's doing. And there's some incredible projects happening in Asia um, that could really inspire what we're doing in the United States and, and vice versa. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. And how about that? Just guys, let me float this to you. Just what's your impression of what you've seen throughout these travels and the different interviews we're seeing and things like that in a bear market, right? Like what's your impression of that? Well, uh, Trevor Owens, who I admire a lot, you know, gave a quote on stage in, in Seoul that he feels like we're in a global economy bear market with a Web3 bull market trapped underneath. And if you look at like what's going on, people just continue to build and build and build. Yeah, maybe people are, are a little bit quieter than not like blaring their horn, look what I'm doing. But from what I think we see, there's no stopping uh, Web3 in terms of all these converging technologies and, and what value they're going to bring to society. And especially in areas that haven't gotten enough attention last year, like social impact. Yeah, I mean, on that point, 
we didn't get to go into it in our backgrounds, you know, and sometimes it gets alluded to, but I've been and probably all have been into different conferences and events in so many domains, even, right? Like I've been to uh, piano tuner conferences, <laughs> been to neuroscience conferences, right? I've been to business conferences and things like that. And there's always the theme that the people that are there are the most excited about whatever it is, whether it's model trains or whatever, they're going to be nerds and they're going to be really into it, really excited. But at the same time, of all of the different things that I've done, no matter the environment, whether it's a bull market or it's kind of a bear market, the level of passion and enthusiasm that we get to run across at all these different places, it's very consistent. And I think that's what keeps me coming back. And and like, I don't always have fun at, at events and conferences and things like that. Sometimes I get just like overtired, this is overwhelming, all that stuff. But in this space, it's just very natural and there's such good energy. It's it's really easy to keep keep your energy up and, and stay engaged and involved. Yeah, totally. And it's also... Well, also, because, yeah, you're feeding off the energy of other people. I believe that we run across a lot of people that once they really understand what's possible uh, in, in Web3, again, the foundation is you know, NFTs. It makes so many things possible. Web3, what's going to be happening in the metaverse as it continues to evolve. Once they understand and get a glimpse at it, they realize, oh, the train has left the station. Like it's happening and just as web one did, just as web two did. Everybody's got websites. Everybody's got a social presence. Everybody will have a presence in the metaverse and as a part of web three, even the more mundane stuff with again, whether it's driver's licenses and, and uh, mortgages uh, in a decentralized format, like it's happening. Like, and once I think someone gets that, it's kind of like red pill, blue pill matrix type situation. Uh, they're in, they're in. And that's where now even more so than, you know, the, the last uh, bear market crypto winter, I feel like people are really hanging around. Like they're really in it for the long haul. Come hell or high water, they're going to build and continue to build. And that to me is like really inspiring. Yeah. And, but, you know, to be very honest, not everybody's hanging around. Right. And I think oh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's what the people that are hanging around are kind of happy about it because <laughs> the ones that aren't hanging around are kind of like the wheat from the chaff, you know, the cream of the crop it's from the, the people, rest I or think whatever. They've yeah. internalized, they've internalized right. this idea. Uh, and I think truly get it because it's really hard to let it go once you get it. You know what I mean? Once it's, once it's sunk in, you're like, Oh, I see it. I see what's happening. Then it's hard to let it go. It's hard to stay out of it and, and, and move on. You know, you know, sometimes people ask me how I talk about Web3 and NFTs with with new folks and educate them. And, you know, I, I usually flip it back to asking them a, a couple of questions, you know, and, and that's usually helps people understand what we're talking about here. The first question is, what is it that you have or currently collecting your life. Everyone's got something they collect usually, whether it's baseball cards or stamps or art, you name it. And then, you know, what groups are you a member of that you feel like a really strong affinity? Like it could be your church. It, it could be, you know, some sort of civic organization. It could be anything. And if someone happens to respond back, well, I don't collect anything. and I'm not part of any groups. Well, they're probably... I'm like, you're probably not going to get this Web3 NFT stuff because it's just not, it's not for you. But, but if they respond with something that you can kind of pull that thread, I think that sort of takes them down a path of, of sort of connecting dots that are, are difficult when people throw around a lot of jargon. Mm, yeah, totally. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, 
yeah, that's the, that's the blue pill, red pill moment, I think for most people. And we found that we've had so many combos where that's the case and, and we're, you know, we're going to continue those combos. In fact, we got to go have another great conversation with another amazing guest here in a couple of minutes. So we do mm. need to, to actually wrap up this episode, but, uh, Ethan, well, we had some parting well, thoughts. Well, one thing before we wrap up, we yeah. had, we had, by the way, listeners, we had like a ton of different things we want to talk about. We have like <laughs> a very limited time to do it. So we, we got a great conversation in one thing. I don't think we really touched upon. Let's do it real quick before we end. Cause it'll be fun. Favorite moment so far, like something could be from the events, the travels, the podcast itself. Let's go. I'm not going to go first. <laughs> Josh right. nodded I, his head. I think he has something. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I had a chance to, to meet the one and only whale shark out in Singapore at token 2049. And he was so gracious with sharing his passion for digital art and how he got started. And he, he gave me a private tour of over $150 million of NFTs that were on display at Token 2049. And we just sat down and, and just talked about his um, very unique perspective on the industry and, and some of his more contrarian thoughts on, on where it's all going. And we talked about passion earlier. His passion for the space is is off the charts. So I hope everyone gets a chance to to listen to that interview. And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, how fun it was to have G Money and G Love and Special Sauce on the same show, the Double G Show. Um, super cool to to introduce those cats to each other. We've had so many people on the show, like where I'm just like we talk to them. I'm like, yeah, like. You know, we do some research on these people, but we can't know everything. And then once we're in the episode, I'm like, oh, hey, like, that's this person who's like a huge part of my cultural, you know, upbringing, you know, I'm like, she got sauce, your baby ain't sweet like mine. Like, I was like, that, that was like a, a key song when I'm growing up and I'm just like talking to the guy. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Jeff, did you have something? I did. And it was just a private moment that I had. I think you guys have I've probably talked about it with each of you individually, but it was at, it was at NFTLA where I was sitting on a couch, just kicking back with like 600 other people watching Steve Aoki just crush this performance and the wisdom in LA as part of the offering that, that, that we put together for NFTLA and seeing people that have never met each other before, like hanging out and just having a great time building personal relationships, building business relationships, being inspired and just rocking out. And I was just looking back, I was like, man, this moment in time wouldn't have happened if we didn't put our blood, sweat and tears into to crafting it and so many other you know, magical moments like it that we tried to create to to you know, inspire people again, to educate people, to entertain people, to, to build connections, dude, like that moment for me, I was like, that was the best one. That's the most, you know, memorable of our entire journey so far. And it's an outgrowth of everything we've been doing on this show from having Steve Aoki on the show to all the other people that were there mm. that made it possible. Like you can, you can connect the dots to see how everything we've done, you know, led to that moment for me. And I, I hope many, many more. Yeah, shout out to our, our good friend, Scott Page and Sheila for helping to produce what a, uh, an incredible night and several nights at the Wisdom. And I, I will mention, Jeff, just last week, I, I talked with a gentleman that got a very large investment while he was in the front row enjoying that, that performance from Steve Aoki. And I also met that night, I kind of was like, 
near you. And, and I, I just randomly started talking to a, a really cool guy. It turned out he was the crypto jeweler. He's one of the OG NFT jewelry innovators in the space. And he just dropped us a note on Twitter. We're going to have a little chat next week about what he wants to do next year. So a little bit of alpha there. But yeah, I got to meet this incredible guy that that was also there partying, enjoying uh, Steve Aoki. Awesome. awesome. And that, that leaving that moment for me was it was not one where it was like, oh, yeah, OK, mission accomplished. No, it was how do we do more of that? Mm. How do we do more of that? All right. I'll share mine really briefly here. Um, there, God, there's a ton of moments, right? Right. Traveling to Davos and various episodes, live, you know, recordings the, and stuff the, like that. The, the cheese vending machine, right, Ethan? <laughs> the cheese vending machine. That's a story for another day. It's too long for this, but but the one that I wanted to share that I've been thinking about here for a minute, also from NFTLA, Josh and I got to meet uh, Nicole Buffett early on in this process, actually. And she became like one of our collaborators and partners. We dropped an NFT project together and she and I had bonded like over the months, you know, that we worked together. We found out we had some common history together. We both did this artist residency at Jurassic at one point and, you know, just had kind of a interesting connection beyond doing this, this thing. And, uh, it was, she's in LA. So, or the area. And so, okay, we'll see you at NFT LA. I'm going to, she says, I'm going to bring my sister one day. Once you meet my sister and her son, um, you know, her son's autistic. He's just this sweet little kid. You're going to, you're going to love him. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. And the day came and her sister came over there and the, the, her, her nephew came, I got them all in and we went to the VIP area and I met that kid and I sat there in that moment and the way he looked at me, it was just incredible. Now, I have to grant, I was tired out of my mind with all the work that we were doing, but I just broke down crying just at that moment of connection with her and her sister and her nephew and her nephew just being so excited, like he felt, she said he felt like this fun energy in the in the environment that he probably never, you know, gets to feel. And these interesting kind of quirky people everywhere. And uh, yeah, we got to go out and have have dinner together and spend some time. And uh, it was just uh, it was just beautiful. Like, and I and the same thing. I just realized that would never that would never have happened if we didn't do all this, right? And. Also, same thing, just to continue to make those type of moments uh, increase uh, such a, a valuable privilege that we have. Yeah. So, well, we have, uh, we do have an opportunity to do that. This uh, at, the, at the NFTLA coming up again here next year is coming up quickly, right? March 20th to the 23rd, 2023, right? NFTLA.live. Want to snag some tickets? Uh, still a few left at the early early bird prices, but that will change really soon. So speaking of tickets, I think we wanted to do a little giveaway. Yeah, guys, uh, for this episode, two tickets, two tickets to NFTLA. Keep an eye on our socials for the opportunity to score those. Uh, they will be hard to come, guy, come by. And, <laughs> yeah. And these are two VIP tickets, guys. This is 200 episodes, two VIP tickets. Um, these are highly sought after. You got a full concierge experience, food and drink the entire time. Going to be hanging out with all the insiders in the industry. It's, it's going to be a great time.
yeah, very, very special. Yeah, so, so get after it, get hot after it. Again, these are going to be really hard to come by, we promise. Uh, okay, well, fellas, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this Starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome, then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Also, look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. And lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.